Nigel. Mm-hmm. You're asleep. Uh-oh. And you're having that dream again. Uh. It's a familiar dream. You've had it pretty much every couple weeks, ever since Halloween. Not every night. At first, it was every night, but now it spaces out a little bit. But it's still frequent enough that it's not pleasant. You're back in that cavern under Price Manor. Eva is standing, lording herself over you. All your friends are arrayed around the pedestal where the uh, children had been captured inside the uh, energy ball. Your friends are dead. They're lying helpless on the ground, their bodies broken, and Eva is laughing, and she reaches out and picks you up by the throat and lifts you into the air. This is all familiar to you. This is the same dream you've had every single time. But this time, something starts to feel different. Usually in this dream, Eva lifts you up, and then as she laughs, begins to break your neck. And slowly you feel as your life drains away from you, and the portal opens, and these horrors pour out, and your sibling's energy is used to essentially create an apocalypse. This time, though, as you're reaching out to grasp her hand that holds you up by the neck, something strange happens. Your hands touch her arm, and you're not wearing your gloves. It's just bare skin against bare skin. And you watch as her face begins to change. Her face begins to morph. Her face begins to look like your face. And suddenly, you're not the one being held up by Eva. You are Eva. And you're holding up someone by the neck. It's Violet. And you're squeezing harder and harder. And as you do, you can hear someone laughing. And you realize it's you. You're laughing as your friends are laying dead around your feet. And Violet is being lifted up and slowly choked to death by your hand. And just as something terrible is about to happen, happen, something you can't even imagine, something you don't want to imagine, and you feel everything in your brain screaming, no, no, you wake up in a panic. <gasps> uh, 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 he just kind of get up and just just walk outside and just you get up just to walk outside and you realize what woke you up wasn't your dream you hear a sound on the door uh just kind of collecting myself i'm i'm gonna go to the door and just there'd be like a like a little window on it with just kind of like a ball curtain type thing over there. I'm just going to pull out the side of it to see who's out there. You see the top of a balding head, but it doesn't quite reach up high enough for you to be able to see uh, anything else. All right. I'll I'll uh I'll open it. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Uh, all right. All right. You watch as Joel, still dressed in the same outfit as he had been wearing when you first met him, uh 
clambers his way up into the RV and uh, looks around furtively and, like, waits for you to close the door. And then he, like, leans into you like, we have an emergency. We have an emergency. We got we, 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 we got a problem. We got a problem. Well, how, well, what kind of emergency? Emily's missing. Emily's gone. Emily, I, I, I tried to go and find Emily. She's, she's not there. She's, she's not in her apartment. Well, I think they got her. Calm. I think, I think, I, <clears throat> uh, and he like reaches into his bag and like pulls out a, a, a handkerchief and like wipes the sweat off of his uh, balding head and wipes it around his face and doesn't really succeed in wiping anything off, just kind of like spreads the grease around and finally like, <sighs> I think they got Emily. She's not at her apartment. She's not at work. She didn't meet me when she said she'd meet me. I think they got her. Shit. Is Raven's anyone else gonna... awake? No, no. Yeah, Ra- Raven, having heard all of this, is going to roll out of bed What one moment. And you see her walk into the bathroom. Uh, is Jack still in the bathroom? At this point, it would have been... We're talking like four in the morning. Um, Jack probably would have gone to bed by now. Yeah. He, okay. he went to bed like two hours ago. Yeah. All right, so so then you very took a quick, long shower. You you took a shower with the. Yeah, you walk into. I'm the... Not gonna ask. Not yeah. gonna ask. Um, I, I I walk into the bathroom. I close the door and impossibly quickly walk out with my outfit and makeup completely a hundred percent on fleek. Okay. Where did you last see her? What's what's going on? I haven't seen her. All day, she said she was going to go to work and that I was supposed to meet her at our usual rendezvous point and uh, that she would give me some information that she thought she she had gotten something important. She said she, she she found something. She she found something, but but she didn't want to talk about it on the phone. And so, like, I said, okay, let's meet at our usual spot. And th- th- then she wasn't there. And she, I kept waiting and I waited and I waited. And I finally, I, I figured, okay, well, maybe I'll check her apartment. So I, I went back to her apartment. She doesn't know that I know where her apartment is, but, like, I know where her apartment is. And, and, then, and then I went there and I, I, like, knocked on the door and I, I, I looked around and then eventually I kind of I, I maybe snuck inside and and there was there was nothing she wasn't she wasn't in there uh so i i went back to work to see maybe she maybe she's working late maybe she, maybe maybe she forgot but no 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 she wasn't there nobody was there nobody was there it was it was empty and dark and uh yeah and, and, and then the last thing i i couldn't think of anything i couldn't think of anything and i i, I thought oh shit well maybe they, they found me so I, I i made sure that they weren't following me so I, I drove around fairview for like uh three hours maybe four hours and and then i thought well fuck what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and then then i, I, I came here i came here I, I don't think anyone's following me, but I, I think she's gone i think she's gone I I think they got her. Did you see her car anywhere? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't see her car. I, I, she, she, she usually walks. Uh, it, sometimes she rarely takes her car, but no, no, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Would Emily have left any kind of paper trail into what she was looking into, like a notebook at her place? I looked. I looked. I, I, I thought about that. I, I, I looked at all her notes. Everything. I, I went through everything in her office at the, the, the work. I, I, I went through everything in her, her house. Uh, I couldn't find anything. I, she, she, she had notes on it. She, she didn't. She didn't leave it there. She must have had them with her. Um, or maybe she didn't take notes. I mean, it would be stupid to take notes. They, they're always watching. They're always looking. I think they're looking now. I, I, I don't know. Shit. All right. I, I gotta go. I, I'm leaving. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm leaving town. I just yeah, wanted to fine. tell you, but I'm not. I'm not staying. If they got her, they're, they're coming He's for me safe. next. And he just like you know. Is there a way we can contact you? No, no. I'm. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sorry. I, no contact. I'm. I'm leaving. And he just like you know. You watch as he uh, starts to hustle down, and he kind of stops at the door, and he turns around, and he like seems to collect himself for a second before he goes out, and he says, "Listen, 
uh, y- y'all be, y- you be careful, all right? Uh, if they got Emily, and Emily was on, you know, uh, she was on her on her guard, if they got her, I, I-, I don't know. They-, they could get anybody. Just be careful. And then he, like, you know, opens the door and hustles himself out and closes it. And, Thank you. Uh, you, you. You don't hear anything as he seems to, like, disappear into the night. Oh, good morning, everyone. Jack sounds asleep. Yeah, L's out. Uh, Daniel's just gonna kind of sit down just at the top of the steps for a moment. Like he had a an on on he had a bad sleep and a bad awakening, so this is a little bit much all at once. Violet would have been up, and she's getting her uh, her hiking boots on. Raven's going to go over and wake up Al. 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 Uh-huh. I'm inside. Al. You got to get what? up. Emily's gone missing. We have to go. Shit. Then we're going to walk over to Jack. Just kind of kick the bed that he's on. Jack, wake up! Uh, this time, Jack slept with more than the hammer. God. He's gonna flip out of bed and just point the ice gun at her. And then realizing it's her, he'll just lower it. Why'd you wake me up? Emily's been taken. We just had a visit from Joel. Apparently, she didn't make it to the rendezvous, and... Wait, did he say that he broke into her apartment? Okay, so Stalker Joel can't find the person he's been stalking, so we probably need to go make sure she's safe. I mean, he said she was investigating stuff, and if she's disappeared, I think we need to go to the orchard. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. If not the orchard itself she could be say close by somewhere nigel's already getting up to start up the rv nigel where do you keep the uh the gas mask uh you know i never really thought about whether or not nigel would have those uh should i roll for the armory to see yeah i want you to roll to see if you have these uh and if you have enough all right Jack's huh. gonna check his plus smell. weird. That's weird. Uh, I do not have any. Or wait, no, it says a. Uh, let's see, armory on ten plus. You have it in plenty. Uh, seven nine, you have it, but on the minimum on a miss, you've got the wrong thing. So I've got some kind of mask, but you it's have. Not so the right we're thing. gonna say that you open up and you thought you had gas masks, but really what you supplied. Uh, it with is basically uh, high-end surgical masks that are really efficient at filtering out like germs and uh, maybe air- water particles in the air, but certainly like not dust masks that you'd use yeah, for construction. Like if, for... like if you were going to go and and sort out a rat nest and you didn't want to get any of the uh, the possible germs kind of floating up from that dust. Yes, but not anything that would filter out anything smaller than a largish dust particle. I mean. That might be enough, but I don't think it would help if it's a palm thing. 
Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Time to check voicemails to see if the BPI called. You uh, look at the cell phone and there's nothing. It hasn't been long enough. It's probably only been maybe five hours and even the BPI has to sleep sometimes. Yeah. I'll just go get dressed. Well, I just saw his pajamas driving up there. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't know if the tree uh, essentially uses its magic through its pollen. It might just use magic normally. Yes. Either way, yes. that's probably where they took Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably yeah. get there as quickly as we can, because apparently... And I fill in more of the details about what Joel shared with us. For example, the driving around for four hours before coming to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys are on your way there in the RV as you're having this conversation, right? Wait, what? Oh, did I break up? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I said you guys are uh, driving there in the RV as you're having this conversation, right? You, you you may have broken up at exactly the same point again. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. You guys are driving there in the RV at the same time as you're having this conversation, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll brew some coffee after getting dressed. Okay. So um, you're all in the RV and you're taking, uh, probably not taking the the main roads, I would assume. You're maybe going the side roads. Uh, it, the Old Orchard is marked on the map that you have. It is actually a very well-known tourist trail. In fact, there's a, uh, a whole set of trails going through the orchards called the Orchard Trails. And uh, the fairgrounds actually ferries people over to that area for essentially hay rides um, that are uh, hay tours, you know, um, horse and cart drawn tours that go through this uh, area to show off the grandeur of these flowering fruit trees. Um, and you know from the map itself that the old orchard uh, happens to be the largest one um, centered in the middle of the two main trails. Um, so that is where you are headed. It is on the complete opposite side of the uh, town from where you are, though. So it takes you a while to get there. Is there anything you want to do before you uh, get up into that area? Uh, I mean, we can prepare for, you know, gathering any sort of weapons we might need. Maybe yeah. also keep an eye out for uh, any suspicious-looking buildings. I'm going to check to see if I can hide the freeze gun. On your person? Yes. Okay. Um, the freeze gun, I'm going to say, is small enough that it would fit into your holster under your trench coat, so you're not going to have to roll for that. Once, like, Nigel's have to go yeah. see he's driving. He'd have to get ready once they get up there. Um, he's going to put on the, the, the breastplate and gonna zip up the hoodie um, with the magnum holster underneath. Uh, he'd probably kind of do this without anyone else kind of noticing, but uh, when he's packing up, he's had this dice bag on him since he's been practicing the magic stuff. At one point, he's going to kind of glance over in, in Violet's direction and just sigh. He's just going to leave it on the counter 
as he takes uh, some of his other equipment, um, fitting one of his uh, short swords as well as the flamethrower into a duffel bag. Okay. All right. Um, you guys pull up to the old... Do, do, do I notice that? I don't know. Do you? This is something... I... You don't have to roll for it. Just you think uh, Raven would... Do you want to? If you want to roll for it, we can say that. But we could also just say that, like Raven, I, I, is pretty I'd like observant. to roll for it because otherwise, I feel like I'm just going to jump on it. Okay, then... I, 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 I want to give him a chance to hide it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying I also want to. Listen, I'm saying but... it's a small RV, which is giving you guys the options to observe each other. But if you want to roll for it, we will roll for it. I want to roll for it. All right, so... it's not a huge bag, which is why I figured like. There is a chance no one would notice if he's just leaving it on a table. Yeah, okay. So go ahead and uh, Jack and Raven, go ahead and roll to see if you notice something. Wait, what? Just roll to see if you notice something. Uh, ten. I rolled a but seven. But I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Uh, Ni- uh, Jack, you definitely notice as Nigel kind of like hesitantly puts this uh, dice bag uh, back on the table instead of putting it in his pocket like usual, but you don't say anything. Raven, you see him put something down, but you're uh, at the back of the RV, and so you don't really notice exactly what it is. So you're not, you don't see that it's the dice bag, you just see him put something back on the table. I'm going to walk up to the table and see if I can see what he put down. Yeah, I mean, it's not hidden, he just left it on the table. Yeah. Nigel, are are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Chances are we're going to be fighting something with magic. We might need your ability to. Uh, and I kind of look around the RV that was very recently on fire to help. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um. I don't know. Uh, Emily's life is in danger. Yeah. It's um, it's a point. You know, I I think we can uh, can do without. You guys are are the ones that are way better with this stuff anyway. Raven's going to go over to the armory and pull out the flamethrower. I already have that in my duffel bag. Yeah. Well, never mind. I, I'm I'm gonna be like, all right, well hold on to that flamethrower. That that's mm-hmm. what I said instead. Okay. The five of you gear up uh with your various forms of equipment and um for those of you who have them, protection. Uh and you are now currently parked outside the head of the main orchard trail on Walnut Avenue. It is four in the morning still very dark outside um you don't see anybody around you no cars no buildings nothing um it is there's no street lights even out this far into the orchards it is pretty much pitch black aside from the headlights of the rv and trees around you and this kind of ghostly white flower uh that has bloomed and fallen onto the ground and these like solid black bark of these almond trees around you yeah um while everyone's leaving the rv uh once everyone else is out jack's just gonna pocket the dice bag 
in okay. case. Okay. And then, you know, walk out with everyone else. All right. The five of you exit the RV and see this, like, aside from the lights of the RV itself, which, did you leave the headlights on or are you just going to, you going to turn those off before you leave? No, we, we'd turn those off. Okay. So all you see is just the, uh, the the brief illumination of the lights inside the RV um, as you have the doors open before Nigel turns them on. And in that brief moment, uh, you can see just black bark trees fading off into the distant darkness and this like ghostly white flowers as they uh, every now and then the sigh of wind going through them shakes a few loose and they just drift slowly down into this like carpet of white flower petals on the ground. Um, it would be beautiful if you didn't know that right now something is happening out there, maybe. All right. Um, would we be able to see, say, if there was any fresh tire tracks from the car or maybe even footprints in the dirt? At this point, now that the RV door is closed, it is pitch black out there aside from the starlight. There is no moonlight, so um, if you pull out your flashlights, you would be able to look around. But it's very, very dark. Can I try to give myself wolf eyes, see if I can see anything better with the dark? And sure, go ahead and roll for that. Yeah, I was going to say Jack is, would just nudge Elle and remind her about the eye thing that made her go blind. Also, another thing, even All though right, it's again. dark, would uh, we also be able to see, like, any buildings at all? You know from driving uh, in the RV and, you you know, people were paying various attention. Um, you At this point, there's no buildings around you. You seem to have passed the uh, last farm building about three miles back. Uh, now you're just out into the middle of the countryside. It's all orchards around here, at least okay. from what you can see. Uh, and that would be with the glowy thing. Yeah. So you guys um, briefly notice a red glow um, and turn and look, and suddenly um, Elena's eyes are these almost beautiful wolf eyes. Um, and there's like this red glow of fire coming off them, like the tracer trail of, of uh, cars driving away in the dark. Um, and you can see much better now, even though it's dark. Uh you can see further in the distance than you could before. Um, if you want to roll to notice anything, you can. And you'll yeah. get like a plus one on it. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Would there be any animals nearby that we could see? Uh, just looking around without like trying to specifically find anything. You see uh, maybe the 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 reflected glow of... Uh, small rodent-like animals um, in the trees. Outside of that, you don't really notice anything. You would have to roll for anything more. Yeah, I'm rolling notice. Yeah, I'm gonna try something. Okay. Uh, let's go with L's first, and then we'll see what you want to try, Jack. Uh, Elena, what did you roll for notice something? That is 8 plus 4 is uh, 12. Okay. So you... Um, you look around with your wolf eyes and notice uh, there is, 
you after Violet kind of mentioned something about looking for fresh tracks, you you do see uh, tracks. Most of them seem like they're uh, cart tracks, and you vaguely remember that Nigel mentioned something about the orchard hayrides, um, and that those seem to be very popular coming up from the fairgrounds. And you notice some car tracks that look like they belong to buses that maybe belong to the car uh, the buses that were ferrying tourists up here for those rides and if as you look further you can actually see a little bit down the uh street um a a cart which looks like it's part of this thing and it actually has like a little uh banner on the side that you can't quite read even with your wolf eyes in the dark but you get the sense it's probably one of the carts they use for this particular ride um you don't really notice you don't have enough training um, certainly to notice the difference between a bus tires and, and maybe the tire of a more, you know, like an SUV or something. Um, even with all the car stuff I've done? Even with all the car stuff. Like, we're talking like, we're not talking right. like a giant yeah. city bus. We're talking like a small, yeah. like, you know, slightly bigger than a truck. Therefore, like, they both use about the same tires and it's... You know, right, fairly yeah. muddy out here, so you just know there's large tires that have gone through here. Uh, All right. So yeah, you you do get a sense that traffic has gone in and out of this place, but you don't know if any of it was any more recent than maybe last evening. Yeah, I'll tell them that. What did you want to try, Jack? All right. Uh, I was gonna walk up to the tree with the squirrels, I guess, in it. Mm, no, there's, they're not try... in the tree. Oh. It's it's, it's uh, they're, the eyes are on the ground, so you don't know what they are. You just get the sense that they're probably some type of rodent or something. Well, I want to try. Like, are they within ten feet, or will I have to move closer? They're within ten feet. Yeah, the the closest uh, pe- closest set of eyes are within ten feet. I'm gonna try to use animal friend. Okay, go ahead. This is your first time using it, so go ahead and read it for people and let them know what you're trying to do. I can ask something or suggest something to a single animal within 10 feet. This does not include bugs. They can understand you, but you can't understand them. Last 30 minutes. Okay, so go ahead and, and roll for that and let's see what happens. Well, that was a 10. All right. Uh, you cast Animal Friend, and as you do, this pair of, like, reflecting green eyes in the darkness starts to, like, uh, move towards you, and as it does, you realize it's a possum, and it kind of, like, comes up to you and, like, bears its, like, uh, pointy little teeth for a second before finally, like, settling down, and then, uh, just kind of looks at you waiting. Jack's just gonna lift it up, and, (laughs) like, with one hand, Mm -hmm. I guess? Yeah. And it climbs onto your arm as you do that and just kind of hangs out. Doesn't really seem to mind being around you. Okay. All right, little guy. I want you to take us to the oldest tree you know in this orchard. And I okay. let it back down. The, the possum kind of hangs out there for a second uh, and just, like, seems doesn't really seem to like do anything uh you don't understand animals like you don't really understand a sense of anything but you maybe get the sense that possums don't know what time is yeah 
Okay, I'll try to ask it something else then. Yeah, you got 30 minutes to figure this out before it decides to fuck off, so go ahead and try again. Okay, uh... Lil Possum, could you take us to the nearest people that aren't us? Uh... It starts to walk down the street, um, and you guys, we'll say you follow it for maybe a good ten minutes before you start to realize that it is walking back towards the uh, the farm and uh, towards the farm like trash can, and that maybe that was the last time it saw people. Okay, I'll just stop it, pat on the head, and say I. I don't know what to do with you. It it, it kind of like lets you pat it and like kind of looks really happy about it and just crawls back up into your arms and just hangs out there. Uh, guys, do, do you know any questions or things I can ask it to do? Um, what about asking about the largest tree? That's pro- I'll just repeat what yeah. Violet just said. You uh, ask it, and it seems a lot more like uh, perks up when you say that. Like suddenly, it's a it's a, a question it can't answer, and uh, it hops out of your arms and starts like um, running into the orchard. All right, let's follow it. Okay, we go. We do that. Yeah. Uh, Agile's kind of looking at uh, the rest of them going off after it, and is thinking. Well, he's just thinking to himself, "Are we?" Are we seriously do are we seriously doing okay, I guess we're doing this and just Ellen's right there with him. <laughs> Ellen and Agile exchange a look like, is this actually happening? I guess it is. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, okay. Violet and Raven are both just sitting there secretly jealous. I mean Violet's only half Violet. jealous. Only a little jealous. Raven wants to talk to little <laughs> Okay. Um, as you're moving into this orchard and moving closer to the center, uh, Raven, you start to notice something. It's hard because of the way that this almost dampening effect seems to be happening into your magic. It isn't until you get really close to one that you realize that, oh, I oh I noticed something. Um, in normal days, you would probably have noticed a lot more, but now you can only seem to notice it when you're close. You get close to one of the trees as you're moving in towards the center, and suddenly you're undead or not undead. Your dead senses kick in, and you realize that this tree that you're standing next to has a a body under it. Your senses tell you that it's very, very long dead, but somewhere down in that root system is a skeleton. I stop in my tracks and grab L and whoever is next to me on my other side. We're going to say it's Violet. All of you stop. You okay? What's going on? Jackie's going to call the little possum back. Uh, at this, this isn't just... Go on. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, that the possum is... just comes around and comes back. 
this isn't just an orchard. It's a graveyard. Wonderful. Nigel's going to okay. pull this, the short sword out of his uh, bag and attach it to his belt. And as you say this... Well, I was going to say, as you say this, Raven, you realize that not every tree you've passed up until this point has had a body under it. Otherwise, you would have picked this up way faster. But now as you're moving in towards the center, you start to notice this tree has a body under it. This tree doesn't. This tree has a body under it. This tree doesn't. This tree has a body under it. This tree has a body under it. This tree has a body under it. And as you move closer to the center it becomes more frequent um and the bodies seem to be getting older the closer you get towards the center you can tell just based off of your passive dead sense about the the relative age of these and the one that you had noticed very first was still old but newer than these ones as you're coming up closer towards the center i explain this nigel's gonna kind of look around hearing this and Kind of question, like, do you think we're in the wrong place then? Because if they have Emily, they might be closer to the perimeter. Raven is, is there tired, any freshly but... dug up dirt? Uh, it's dark, and Elena can see probably better than most of you at this point. But I'm going to say that even with Elena's enhanced senses, you don't see any fresh dirt from where you are all of these trees seem like they've been here a very long time and none of it seems particularly disturbed i'm going to uh i'm going to use the site okay and try to investigate a mystery all right uh so that is 11 okay on the site so go ahead and pick two of the uh questions from investigate a mystery to ask and the spirits Which might for answer. some reason I still don't have written down anywhere. Uh, it's my problem. It's okay. Um, let me read it to you. It's, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Right. Um, um, sorry, I was just going to say Violet would also like to use her earth sense just to see if uh, she can maybe get a better picture of exactly how many bodies there are and maybe determine how old they are. I don't know if she could do that with her earth sense. Yeah, we're going to say that determining the age of these bodies is probably outside of her abilities, but you could definitely use earth sense to try and get a sense of an underground map of sorts. Um, but let's go with okay. what Raven's so doing first. She'll do first. that then as Raven's doing her stuff. Yeah, go ahead and roll for it, but then, like, tell me after we see what Raven picks up. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. Raven. So I, I'm going to be, uh, so so the first question I'm going to ask is, where is it, and specifically it, in this case, being the most recent burial sites? Okay. Um, you know, you... Who, who's Who's the newest to the neighborhood, and where are they at? You reach out to the spirits, and again, it's so unusual. You're not used to this. The This kind of dampening that's happening around you seems even stronger here than it did outside uh, near the fairgrounds and near the RV. Um, it's almost like the radius is even smaller than, than it was before. Like it's pressing up against your, your kind of personal bubble, and you can maybe feel a good six, seven feet outside of you before it starts to get dimmer and dimmer. Uh, excuse me. The spirits are 
moving through this kind of fog uh, without any problem. And um, they kind of, one of them seems to kind of float up to you and you ask this, like, where is the newest burial site? And um, it starts to, it seems to like drift away from you for a while and doesn't come back for a bit. And then like eventually it comes back and it kind of whispers to you, on the edge, out, out, and then it leaves. Any chance it pointed in a general direction of the edge as it left? No, it just seems to indicate the edge, uh, probably of this particular orchard. Of course. You have to be very specific with the spirits. I'm going to ask again of the next spirit that's willing to speak with me. Where specifically? I, I sorry, I I don't know how to ask this more specifically. Um, I'm going to say that you, you, you can't really ask the same question twice. That's not how the rules work. But um, that's fair. You could also ask uh, something similar based off of those questions. Um, what is the pattern to the burial that is being concealed here? Okay. Um, the next spirit that kind of comes up towards you, uh, this one's a little bit more boisterous almost. You can, every spirit seems to have a sense to it. And the last one seemed very quiet and very like reserved. And this one seems almost outgoing and it kind of like comes up to you and, and seems excited to engage with you. Um, and it kind of starts like, it, it doesn't talk to you so much like the other one did in, in words. This one just kind of gives you a mental impression. And this one shows you almost like a, an aerial view of this orchard. And at the very center um, is this kind of glowing something in its vision. And radiating out from that are little dots, um, almost like almost like, like a pointillism picture where the, 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 the more darker areas are a bunch of little dots. And as it gets further out, it gets more spread out. And that's what you see is that the center seems to have all these little dots. And then as it spreads out, um, they get less and less frequent. Um, and that's the impression that it seems to give you to that question. All right. That's all I can ask. Okay. So I, I relay this information to everyone. All right. Um, Violet, while this is going on, go ahead and roll to see if you can use Earth Sense. I got an 11 on Earth Sense. Okay. Um, while you're having a short conversation with the spirits, Raven, uh, the rest of you kind of watch as Violet seems to, like, center herself for a second and then, like, very very deliberately stomps on the ground uh, for a couple of times before like seeming to settle into it. And as you do that, uh, Violet, you get a, a kind of mental map projected uh, into your mind um, as your magic spreads out and gives you an idea of what it's seeing. And it, it, it can't go so far as the whole orchard, obviously, but it does get a pretty wide radius around you um, for about, you know, I think, I think it's 300 feet is what we said. 
Um, I think it's actually 100 feet. 100 feet? 100 feet radius from where I am. Yeah. Okay. So 100 feet radius from where you are. And that's that's a good amount of trees. And um, you can sense, this is what you see. Um, it's like 100 foot, it's like 100 foot radius and also kind of like a sphere. So it reaches down into the ground for 100 feet as well as reaching up um, kind of like these trees, anything that is in contact with the earth. Um, and so you get like a 3D map projected in your mind. And what you see in your uh, mind is um, the trees immediately around you, um, probably a good few of them seem to have skeletons underneath. Um, they're all wrapped up in these root systems. Um, and the closer the trees seem to be towards the center, the higher concentration of these uh, skeletons seem to be. But what really sticks out to you is not these bodies and these root systems but that as you reach down into this earth just on the very very edge of your earth sense almost so that it's almost imperceptible underground you sense something that is not earth you think it's concrete and it's like the corner of something and that's barely all you can catch and it's pretty deep down um, and more towards the center of this orchard. All right. I'm Violet's going to uh, sort of shake herself out of her uh, trance-like state and relay that there's like a man-made structure underneath us. Wait, where? right below us mm -hmm. i i not below you like see... towards the center like you, it's, it's you just more... cut the corner yeah like it's it's closer to the center but it's there's something man-made underneath this orchard if we were to get closer do you think you could get more detail maybe we can find an entrance i might be able to yeah are we still going to follow the possum at this point, the possum has abandoned you. Uh, somewhere between uh, Raven going into her meditation and Violet going into hers, um, it seems to have hit the 30-minute mark. And uh, also Elena's magic has dispelled, and the possum kind of seems to shake off its animal friend's uh, spell and suddenly realizes it's being held by a human and just like, Gah! and like just jumps out of your arms and runs away. Well, I'm going to look for other animals. Why do I imagine Jack going, come back, I love you? Because he would? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe a little <laughs> bit. Okay. Uh, you look around and you don't see any immediate uh, animals within the 10, 10 feet radius. Dang. In fact... One of the strange things you notice is that as you guys move more towards the center, the trees are alive, but those seem to be the only things alive. You don't see any of the same sparse grass and flowers and other things between them that you had seen out on the edge. 
The trees, however, look huge and amazing. They're starting to get larger the further in you get into this orchard, and you can see why it's a tourist attraction, because usually almond trees are rather short and stunted. Um, these ones are large, and the canopy overhead is just intricate lacing of tree branches. Um, the trees themselves look thick and uh, still twisted in the same way that almond trees are with these this dark black bark. Um, but they look, now that you realize something's wrong, they look strangely large. They look unnaturally large. And nothing else around them is alive. Could I maybe just examine one of these trees a little closer with the flashlight and see if there's anything weird about it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, roll notice something. Alright. Uh, that would be... Okay. Uh, You walk up to one of these trees with your flashlight, and uh, as you're doing so, something seems to glint off of the bark. Um, You get closer, and it's like this kind of dark liquid, but you'd have to get closer and and touch it to really get a sense of what it is. Outside of that, you're looking at the tree, and it still just looks like a large tree. Um, You're not super familiar with how farming works, and so you don't really know that almond trees aren't supposed to get this large but it it just it looks strangely large but it looks like a tree um Nigel would probably have like a little bit of a pocket knife with them uh could you pull that out and maybe just kind of scrape a bit of this liquid off and try to look at it under the flashlight a bit closer yeah um you do that and kind of get this like liquid and it's very sticky and you realize that it's probably uh tree sap but as you scrape it off and and get it onto the knife and kind of bring it closer to the uh to the flashlight you realize that it doesn't look like normal tree sap in fact is it red yes it looks uh... like blood dark Guys. sticky almost the way that blood looks when it's congealed, um, except with a kind of resin look to it because of the tree sap. But it definitely looks like blood. I'm going to just uh, kind of wipe the knife back off on the tree and put that away. Guys, uh, the trees are bleeding red sap. Okay, let like, me test that theory. Like blood sap. Okay, Jack's going to walk up and try some of it. To test that theory. You're going to oh, God, stick no. it in your mouth? I'm going to not stick it in my mouth. Like a little tongue touch. Like, yeah. get some with my finger. Dude, did, did, have you not heard the don't put it in your mouth song? Thank it's not could. going in my mouth. You it's say that like it's going to stop your tongue. Yeah. Uh, you guys watch as Jack just walks up to this tree where Nigel has recently scraped the sap back onto it, and he like just puts his finger on it, gets as much of it on his finger as he can, as he can without being like a lot, and then just sticks it in his mouth. Uh, it tastes like blood. Immediately spitting it out. It's not like as if you'd lick blood of a fresh a fresh wound. It's not like um that kind of liquidy iron taste. This is almost like if you had stuck blood into honey. It's Ugh. sticky and uh and and doesn't come off of your tongue very fast and the 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 taste is almost sweet at the same time, almost like maple syrup and blood and uh and sap have all mixed together and 
it you try to spit it out but the the taste is just stuck in your mouth now okay guys uh don't do what i just did because it does not not good considering there are bodies underneath most of these trees no that probably wasn't a good idea uh, Let's go to one without a body under it. How about we make our way to the center and maybe get Violet to do another scan yeah. of the place? Yeah. Uh, I think I know where the possum Raven, wants it. did you happen to find anything out about the area? Well, we've got a lot of buried bodies. A lot of buried bodies. Something tells me the trees are literally feeding off them, and not in the normal decom- decomposition sort of way. Oh, that's definitely not even a question at this point. Yeah. What's weird, or not weird, but something to know is that as we get closer to the center, we're getting further away from the freshest bodies. <sighs> Split okay. up, or pick one. If we split up, we can check both locations. Uh, if we're splitting up, Violet will have to go towards the center, just so we can do the scan underground. Uh, I don't know who would want to go with her, or who who would want to go I could the go, because I do have the senses thing that could help. Just looking around. Assuming I don't fuck it up. I feel like Oh, goodness. On the one hand, I'm starting to want to torch this place to the ground from here. On the other hand, I don't want to give away our position if it might mean putting Emily's life in danger. If Emily is here and there is a man-made facility underground, that's probably where she's being held if she's still alive. True. If she's already buried, it's too late, but if she's here and she's down there, there's a chance. Let's go to yeah. the center. Alright, to the center yeah, is. If we have to break something, I do have the ice gun. Let's go. Alright. Uh, we're going to say you all move towards the center, but we're also going to say that we're going to take a quick DM needs to run to the bathroom break. So I'll BRB. Y'all just keep the rest of chat entertained. So, right. chat. In case you haven't done so already, don't forget to go to welcome to shadyhollow.com where you can see all like of our character backgrounds. The fantastic uh, podcast of all of the previous episodes as they are available and so much more. That's welcome to And Lady has done a fantastic job recently updating the site, not only with all of the, well, almost all of the uh, current podcasts, but she's also put on all of the art that she's done, as well as a little bit of fan art that we've gotten. So, yes, yeah. go look at Lady's Wait, amazing art. art. Mm-hmm. I'm running yes. Art. Yes, actually. This is kind of a funny little story. So, when Lady was doing our new character art, uh, she was also working, of course, on Violet's. Violet had not yet been introduced into the game. 
redacted had not yet been introduced into the game and yet redacted or violet as we later found out was the first one to get fan art so that (laughs) that is that is kind of great i think that's oh my gosh this is so cool i know lady did an amazing job it has all of our character sheets on there as well so you can see all of our equipment and our stats with our little bios We've got full uh, campaign arc area as well as full character bios for everyone where you can find out everybody's Twitters and Twitches and all that good stuff. So you can find us as we do our our other activities outside of here and find out what we all do in our spare time when... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I didn't think I'd be able to use Animal Friends yet. I'm kind of low-key jealous, because mine is, like, way more specific. <laughs> yeah. Also, Violet uh, is only half jealous, because she can kind of do that, but only with a certain species of animals. Yeah, I can only do it to canines. I, I'm not I re- convinced that Raven can't do it with dead animals, but... <laughs> uh, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, Raven, you can talk to the possum, eventually. And if she can't, Jack can just be the intermediary. <laughs> oh no! Also, I, I gotta, I gotta say, one of my favorite moments tonight has been the whole uh, mom, Raven, Raven mom, yes. is coming down on Jack. Because ever since last week's episode, where Jack shot up the RV and poor Persephone. Man, we were we were all being like, "Oh God, what's gonna happen?" We were we were throwing things back and forth. Like, there's there's gonna be something where Elle and Violet are probably gonna go into the next interview, and they're just gonna see dark tendrils coming out of the RV, and then hear Nigel and Jack screaming in agony, and then come back to them just crying in the corner while Raven sips a cup of tea, like everything's fine. I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello. I drank. Plug the website, like like good like good players. Yee. I drank a lot of soda before during break, so that was a bad idea. Um, okay. So the, hold on, I need water real quick. <coughs> you literally just. I know. During the last break, I need to hydrate again. All right. Um. So you guys head towards the center of this orchard, and as you move towards the center, uh, the trees, it's an orchard, so all the trees stay fairly um, spaced apart at at equal lengths. Um, But as you're getting towards the center, it starts to get a little disorganized. Like, it's still in lanes and stuff, but some of the trees seem to be planted uh, in almost a circle. Uh, almost like a circular pattern at this point. And uh, you finally start to come on to the part that you believe is the center. Um, Your lights are not bright enough to really illuminate too far ahead of you. But as you approach the center of these circle of dark, uh, twisted, black-barked almond trees um, with their ghostly white canopies overhead, you see at the center a very large large tree um Um, before we enter the circle of trees yeah could i roll to notice something just to make sure we're not walking into some kind of face circle i would say that this is more read a bad situation 
Or read bad, read a bad situation. Okay, uh, can I do that then? Yeah, go ahead. All right, I will. Certainly not a normal situation, which is what notice something applies to. That would be eight. <laughs> An eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at read a bad situation on the thing. So let's see here. I think it's uh, I can hold one question to ask. Yeah, you got one. So what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay. Uh, can I hold the question for now? Or Yeah, uh... we'll say you can hold it as you're moving towards this. You don't have to ask it immediately. Okay. Um, you, you guys start to approach the center. Excuse me. Um, and as you move in towards this tree at the center of these circle of uh, almond trees, you see what looks familiar. It looks like the tree that had been uh, in the photo that you found, only that tree had been much smaller. Uh, that tree looked like a normal tree size, um, thin and almost, you know, almost birch light, but not quite. Um this one is much thicker uh, and much taller, kind of towering over the, the trees around it um, with what looks like in the darkness and just the bare illumination of your flashlight, black eyes all over it. Not eyeballs, just outlines. And you realize as you get closer that it's they're not really eyes. It's just the way that the uh, the, the bark kind of shapes itself around these knotty holes and other um, imperfections. Holes. Around these knots in the bark and other imperfections. You guys ever get the feeling you're being watched? I have an idea. Okay, well, while Jack is... Mm-hmm going through his idea, Violet is going to do a another round of Earth Scent. Okay. Uh, Jack, what's your idea? So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would my angel wings have come back by now? No. You only got two hours of sleep. Alright, well then, never mind that idea. Okay. You know what? Nah, I'm still gonna do it. You're gonna try it? No, I'm not going to try angel wings. I'm going to try my idea. Okay, what's your idea? Uh, I'm going to walk up to the tree mm-hmm. and then do something like a really bad idea. What's that? I'm going to pull out my big knife, and I'm pretty sure you can see where this is going. Okay, so Jack pulls out his knife and walks up to the tree. Uh, while he's doing this, Violet, go ahead and tell me what you rolled for Earth Sense. I got an eight. Okay. Um, Jack, you basically stabbed the tree with your knife. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't the idea. Well, then you should tell me what the actual idea is, because that's what I assumed you were uh, going to do. Yeah, you have to kind of elaborate on these things, or we have no okay, idea what yeah, you're no. doing. Especially with Jack, yeah. Uh, Jack's going to cut his, cut his palm and put it on the tree. I would not have assumed that's what you were going to do with a knife and a tree. So, yeah, you have to tell me. <laughs> uh, Evil blood tree. Okay. That's like, I, I walk up to the to the gas oven with a match. 
Okay, so you light the oven. No, no, no. I set my hair on fire. <laughs> it was one time. Okay, Let it go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you cut your palm, um, which is it hurts a lot. And you realize as you do it, you probably shouldn't have done the palm. Maybe, maybe your finger. That probably would have been better. Um, but you cut your palm shallowly. And as the blood kind of seeps out, you push your hand against the tree and nothing happens just smears the blood against the bark of the tree dang it <laughs> could uh did nigel like so he goes up the you tree take one harm goes... by the way that's one harm for cutting your palm open i'll just heal myself yeah you can you can do that in in a, in a little bit all right what were you saying uh nigel could i go up to the tree and just my little pocket knife just cut off a small amount of the bark yeah so let's see what um let's see what uh violet's earth sense comes up with and then I'll, we'll let you do that. Uh, Violet, as this is going on and Jack is cutting himself and Nigel is cutting the tree, you uh, center yourself again and and, and as start to reach down into the earth. Um, with a mixed result, we're going to say that... I need to see... Wait, I might have wrote some specific rules and I just forgot about them. Uh... No, okay, so it's fine. You have to pick a glitch. So pick a glitch. Hmm. I'm going to say because we are so close to the tree, which is probably causing the dampening of the magic, the effect is weakened. Okay. Um... And we'll say that that's what it is, that you are now very close to this tree. This is what you sense. Um, you start to reach down into the earth with your magic to see if you can find anything. And you, you do. You s sense beneath you, about 50 feet down, um, some something unnatural. You, you get a 3D map in your head of a kind of cavern uh underneath with the occasional concrete like column holding it up in the weaker areas and you get a sense that there is a tunnel uh that seems to lead away from it but your radius whereas you're used to it being like 100 feet now is really only about 50 feet um so you can't really see too far uh where the tunnel goes but it seems to lead away from the tree out into the orchard past where you guys uh not the way you came from but but further on um somewhere towards the other side of the orchard um and you don't know how far it goes or or you know where it seems to be leading outside of that um another thing you notice while you're kind of reaching down into the earth is that you it's it's a harder here but as you realize this, you realize that it's it's not just harder here. It was harder even back the last time you did it, only there was less of it. It's like there's almost a layer of something between you and the deeper parts of the earth, um, probably a good two or three feet down. And it feels in the same way like the, uh, the dampening sense around you, but more concrete and more more noticeable um now and you hadn't noticed it so much earlier because you you weren't having as much trouble seeing through it but now that you can't see through it nearly as clearly you can kind of more see this this layer of something that is uh obscuring your magical vision um nigel you walk up to the tree and uh 
basically stab it. And as you do so, um, after pulling your knife out, it takes a second in the same way that it always takes a second for trees uh, to start bleeding. And then it starts to slowly seep out some sap. Um, and it's dark, even with your flashlight, so it's hard to really see the, the color of it. But as you get closer to it and, and examine it closely, you can see that it looks very, very similar to what was coming out of the uh, almond tree back there. It's deep, I, dark red. I will take a sample in, the, you know, in a bag and maybe bottle up some of the blood. Tuck that in my bag. Okay. I don't think the magical dampening is coming from the tree. There's... Got... Sorry, go on. It, it feels almost like it's beneath it. Like there's this hard layer that has where magic has a hard time to permeate it. And I'm also going to relay all the other information yeah. that I have received through Earth Sense. Yeah, you get you she You're tells gone. you about the the chamber and how there seems to be something like maybe 2 or 3 feet right below you in the earth that seems to be making it more difficult. Um mm. I don't suppose you'd be able to uh I don't know, dig down to see what the heck that is. Raven says with her well-manicured nails looking at the earth like, I'm not going to do it. Well, Jealous. I could always actually try an earth wall here to see if I can bring it up to us. Well, no one's around to notice it, so uh, rock on. Yeah. All right. Violet is going to remove her pencil from its holding place in her ponytail, and she's going to create an earth wall. Okay, go ahead and roll for that. And while that's going on, I'm going to heal my hand. Okay. With magic, I guess. Go ahead and, and, and roll for healing yourself. This is Wait, your, be... this is your yeah, healing that... ability too, by the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and, and read out what your healing ability does cuz this is you haven't used this one yet either. Nope. Uh heal any cut, stab, abrasion or minor break wound for one harm requires physical contact. Okay. So go ahead and roll. That's a 7. All right. So you get to you heal one harm but go ahead and pick a glitch. Oh, I was going to choose a, which it's a bad idea, the wrong spell activates. Okay. You uh, put your hand on your hand and start to cast uh, Healing Touch. And uh, when you remove your hand, your hand looks healed. Uh, it doesn't feel healed. And as you put your hand back on it, uh, and move it around, it still feels like it's cut. And you realize you didn't heal your hand. You just cast an illusion on your hand to make it look like it's healed. <laughs> That's beautiful. It works. <laughs> okay. Um, Violet, what did you roll? With my practitioner, that would be a 15. Damn, okay. I, I, <laughs> no. say, 
Did Jack just give himself a medical or magical placebo? Yep. <laughs> uh, Violet, you reach into the earth. Um, you reach into the earth and you start to pull it up. And for a moment, you think it's not going to work. Um, there's a resistance to this as you're doing it. Uh, almost like it... Like there's something blocking you from it. But then you power through it. You're like, I have done this my entire life. And if I know one thing about magic, this is what I know. And you start to like pull up this earth in this earthen wall. And as you do... Um, after a moment, that resistance seems to give, and you pull this earth wall up in front of you. Um, it's got, like, tree roots and everything, but you'll have to examine it more closely to really see if you guys notice anything specifically. Anyone got a, a better light in these flashlights? Very well. And I, I, I do my magic flamey hand thing okay uh raven just that lights. was a 12 i wasn't even gonna ask <laughs> um i wasn't gonna ask because raven actually doesn't have to cast that we've established that that kind of magic doesn't need casting that's so, true um so raven you light up your hand and there's a, a radius around you of glowing light um that essentially illuminates everything in an almost purplish glow to it um and you guys can now clearly see this earth wall in front of you um i want to who wants to take the lead on this because you guys are like like actually investigating this for uh something noticeable and rather than just looking at dirt so let's i'll I'll take a look at it as well yeah i'll help out okay uh pick someone to help out jack and then we'll have Elle and Nigel kind of investigate from either side of this earth wall. I'll help Elle to appease Raven. Okay. Um, so go ahead and you guys all roll your uh, notice something. and Seven? Yeah, and Jack, you go ahead and roll help out for uh, Elle. That is an eight plus two is ten. And I rolled a 9 plus 2, so 11. Okay, well, uh, L doesn't need the help, so you kind of stand there and hover behind her, and she's like, no, man, I got this, I got this, and you're like, no, let me help, let me help, and you, both of you together working, you, neither of you seem to screw it up, but uh, you don't really seem to, like, do any more help for her than she probably would have been able to do on her own, but you're still doing pretty good. Uh, Nigel, you're on the other side, and um, you, you, you... Raven's on the side helping um, Elle see more than she is on yours, so you're kind of trying to use your flashlight to see. And so this is, we'll say, uh, you don't notice as much as Elle does, so everything that Elle notices is the same stuff that you're going to notice, so we're just going to say what Elle notices. Um, Elle, you're looking at this earth uh, kind of like wall. It's almost like looking at a cross-section of what a geologist would put up as an example of like striation, you know? Like here's the topsoil and here's the loam and here's the next stuff, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, And it's got some roots caught up in it that were kind of dragged up with it and you see, you know, a couple of of rocks and and such. Um, But what you noticed the most 
is that there is about two feet down from the top of this earthen wall a layer of something it's about maybe two inches thick um and as you get closer with the lighting from uh raven and and jack kind of hovering over you holding his cell phone light up to the wall to try and help as well uh you see that it's this kind of reddish spongy stuff and it's all the way through this wall from the very one end to the other and from the back to the front just this thin layer of reddish spongy stuff you don't really know any more than that what it is and Nigel you kind of notice that a little bit but you don't really notice it a lot um, but right, uh, L you can definitely see that that thing is there alright so it's some sort of spongy looking thing that's red should I lick it Nidal's gonna kind of pull his pocket knife, just kind of poke it a bit, is wondering if it's maybe some kind of fungus or. Yeah, uh, you poke it. Are are you saying you just poke it, or are you gonna like pick it up on the knife, or like how are we Um, examining this? I'll I'll see if I can just cut a little bit off. Okay, you cut a little bit. Go on. Sorry, just just before Jack does it, I'm gonna look at him and tell him no. (laughs) Before don't lick. Got it. You watch as Jack starts to reach out, uh, and and you kind of just like gently put your hand on his arm and just look at him. No, and Jack is like, "Aw." Ella's gonna be mildly disappointed too. She's gonna just let him do it. Uh, just humming. Don't you put it in your mouth? <laughs> Don't you put it in your mouth? Okay. Um, Nigel, <laughs> on the other side, you hold your flashlight up to this fungus and very gently put your knife in. And as you do, you see... <clears throat> Hold on. My throat needs water. <clears throat> you hold your um, your flashlight up to it and very gently put your knife in. And as you do, you see it, it very much resembles what would happen when you cut a mushroom. Um it seems fungal to you you're not a you're not a a plant expert but it seems fungal and the creepy part is is that as you cut it and that like little bit of like kind of fungus mushroom bit falls off um the part that's left over starts to seep something reddish yeah i will i will bag the part i cut off sample Raven's going to step back a bit because she does not, for as much as she likes rotting and decomposition and all of those processes, the one part that she doesn't like is mold. Yeah. And Raven, as you step back from this earthen wall, you actually step closer to the uh, the tree at the center. And now that you are closer to it, um, you're dead sense kicks in because the radius is so small from this uh dampening that you hadn't sensed it even as close as you were before you still weren't close enough uh you come up against this tree as you step back and you sense something deep below you can't sense the cavern because that's not your forte 
only Violet can. But now that you know it's there, you kind of get the sense of where these things would be. You sense some bodies, old, old bodies below, and something else. You don't know what it is, but it's a strange feeling. Not quite a body, or maybe not quite a dead body, or maybe not quite dead. You don't know, but you sense a couple of them below you. Um, and yeah, that's what we'll say you sense with that passive you have. I'm going to share exactly what you just said, but also trying not to gag. Well, that's bad. Bad, right? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe this is some kind of symbiotic relationship? I mean, if it works like normal fungus, then this mushroom-type thing is helping spread the nutrients amongst the trees. I'm starting to think these aren't trees. Stopping any sort of other plant that might compete with them. But what, what does the mold get out of it? Dead bodies? It also gets nutrients. It's just a shared network of food. The thing is, what if these aren't trees? What if these are mushrooms? What if it's all one entity? That's a good point. I don't know. Either I way, might there's... have another thing I want to try now. Okay, go ahead and describe what you want to try. I want to pull out the ice gun and shoot at the tree. Okay. You guys watch as uh, Jack kind of turns around from the examination and aims the ice gun. Not pointing at Raven. Not pointing at Raven. Aims the ice gun at the uh, tree in the center and shoots it. And what you see is looks like an iced over spot on a tree. I'm going to just keep blasting it until something happens. You keep blasting it, and eventually uh, the areas that you have blasted look like they're covered in ice, like a frosted tree, and you run out of uh, juice in your ice gun. Oh, crap. Yeah, you kind of forgot that was limited (laughs) ammo, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we never talked about the No, we, 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 we mentioned when we were building that together that that was a limited ammo situation. I forgot to grab them from the RV. Yeah, so you're, you now have an empty ice gun. Uh... You know, to be honest, that's probably for the better. All right. Well, oh, well so so here's the, here's the creepier thing. Obviously, it's centered here. But we've been having this problem all the way out at the camping site. Mm-hmm. Which means, and Raven goes a little green, which is hard to see under the purple light. But it's there nevertheless. Which means we've been walking on top of a mold pile this entire time. Quite possibly, yeah. Well, well think about it this way. Um... It can't get much worse. 
Okay, I'm and Jack is going to hit him as hard as I can. Jack is also going to hit him as hard as he can. Ow, ow, scout. Oh, you, you're suddenly pummeled by, like, at least three fists, possibly four. How much harm do I take? You don't take any harm, but your ego is deeply bruised. Oh, there's no ego left anymore. There's It's just gone. It's dead and buried. And probably feeding a tree somewhere nearby. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like the cavern underground system, the tunnel was leading out this way. Should we try to follow it? Maybe Absolutely. see if there's an entrance? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So you guys uh, start to follow the direction that um, Violet had indicated based off of her Earth sense. And it's it's out further uh, away from the RV towards the opposite side of the orchard. And you guys walk for probably a good 10 minutes um, through this orchard in the darkness before you start to see something in the distance. It looks... I extinguish my hand immediately. Okay. Um, you stand there in the darkness of this orchard and you can see a small square of light, probably somewhere past the edge of the orchard itself uh not too far from you in a a dark uh a darkened area there's no other lights you don't see street lights you don't see a street you can't see anything else but you see a small square of light i'm gonna do my ears again but without the glow or try at least okay go ahead and roll for that Shit. All right, that was a seven, but minus one is six. Okay. Uh, L, you are you try to like enhance your hearing, and instead the entire world goes silent. I'm gonna tap Raven on the shoulder and just be like, "So, um, I I can't hear." You think you're I saying this quietly? Up. You think you're saying this quietly, but you're actually going, I can't hear! I think I screwed up! I immediately slapped my hand over her mouth. <laughs> and I think to her, Shh. I start pulling out a pair of sunglasses like, does she need these again? Do we, do we still see the light? Is there any change in the light? No. You, you can still see the light and doesn't seem like anything has changed about it. Okay. How far ahead of us is it? Um, it's probably like quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit further. Uh, it's you can okay. see it, but it's very small. Um, I was gonna try to sneak up to it. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Maybe two of us try to sneak up while the other three hang back just a little bit, but within telepathy range. Uh, that's going to require like Raven still stays within a hundred feet of you, but yeah, you guys can all do that. But you know, if we can stay just a little bit ahead, just so there's less likely we're going to all stumble across something. Yeah. Uh, yep. who's taking lead on this? We're just going to go with one group role. So somebody pick a lead. I can and... do it. Yeah, we'll we'll say someone can help out if they want to, but just one person. Wait, who's taking the lead? Uh, we're gonna have Nigel do it, so... Because this is sharp, right? No, this is actually gonna be act under pressure. 
For so for me, that's yeah. sharp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I read about sneaking. I mean, I'll help out. Earlier, but, All yeah. right, we'll let we'll let the professional help out the expert on uh, sneaking, and the rest of you are kind of following their lead. So go ahead and roll help out, and go ahead and roll act under pressure. So, cool, right? Yeah. So what's an eight do? Uh, an eight's going to give him a plus one. That's it. He... All right. Well, I rolled an eight. Okay. What did you get, Nigel? Seven. All right. So you got an eight now. Um, the five of you sneak through the dark. Uh, and at one point, L not really used to not having all her senses, um, doesn't, gets distracted by this lack of sound and, uh, ends up tripping, um, just because she keeps turning her head instinctually to try and hear something, um, and misses, uh, uh misses seeing the kind of, like, uh, rock and roots that get in her way, and, um, she trips and not realizing that she's, you know, making more noise than she thought she was, she kind of goes, fuck, like, really loudly, um, and you all stop completely uh, still and wait to see if anyone had said or if anyone had noticed or if anything changes. And you kind of stand there for maybe five minutes of not moving and not saying anything. And finally, finally, you're convinced that doesn't seem like anyone noticed anything. Um, and so you keep moving forward. Um, eventually, you come up upon a fence it's a wooden fence, very farm-like, um, kind of, you know, double, uh, kind of double, you know, planked, painted white. Um, and beyond it, in the darkness, you can see the vague shape of what looks like maybe a small farmhouse. Uh, it looks really old, even in the darkness. Um, and there's one square window on the ground floor near the back that looks vaguely lit, um... Not by an electric light, but now that you're closer, you can kind of see it flickering. Looks like maybe it's candlelight, maybe a maybe a lantern or something, but doesn't look like it's electric. Um, the fence goes all the way around this house, and the orchard seems to go all the way around it too. Um, but you uh, find eventually, after sneaking, a gate that you can kind of open very, very quietly that lets you in. And as you move in you see on the side of this house two cars parked uh in the darkness um and that's that's oh. what you notice so far i never used my uh read a bad situation hold could i use it now for are there any dangers that we haven't noticed yeah i'm gonna say it's it's soon enough since you made that roll that you can use it you're, you're kind of cutting it close but you're you were gonna let yeah you... i just realized that i still had it yeah we're gonna let you we'll, we'll let you say you've been on guard this whole time so uh yeah you can you can use that question if you want what was the question uh are there any dangers we haven't noticed because now that i'm seeing the cars i'm just wondering if there's any other vehicles or people around uh you see looking around in the darkness up near the uh up near the door, this building looks old. It doesn't look dilapidated. It looks like it's been taken care of. And you get the sense that maybe this is something that's part of the tour. Um, but as you're moving closer to it, you see a little tiny flashing red light near the door. And you think maybe 
it's a security camera, but it's not pointed at you where you currently are standing. Is it moving at all or is it just still? No, it's it's still, but it's on. You can tell from okay. the light. I'm going to motion to Jack kind of like to hold back for a moment. Uh, is it? So it's, it's just facing away from me, though, right? It's facing to the porch, and you guys are kind of approaching from the side of the house. Um, Would you... I be able to get underneath the camera without it seeing me? You could try, but we're going to have to have you roll act under pressure to see if you can do this without getting in the range of it. Okay, I, I'm going to think out to, to Raven... So, so she can relay it to everybody. There's a security camera on that porch. I think I can disable it if I get close enough. The um the window on the building does it look open? No, from where you currently are, um, it looks like kind of old timey wavy glass, uh, set into these like wooden panels. It actually doesn't really look like it can open. You'd have to get closer to see uh, if you could find a, a way to open it or if there's uh, any way you could look inside. Uh, if I'm close enough, I'm willing to sneak up to try and uh, look inside. Are you going to do that or are you going to do the security camera? Um, if it's on the way, I, I could do that first. It's not. The the security camera, it's essentially, essentially where you guys are standing, uh, you could go around the side of the house towards the window or you can go around to the front of the house where the door and the security camera are. Mm. Um, you're kind of at like the kitty corner of these two areas um, so you could basically have a clear path to either but you would have to pick one or the other alright if Jack wants to go for the window I can go for the camera yeah okay uh, alright so go ahead and roll act under pressure Nigel to see if you uh, can get up to this camera and uh, Jack I'm going to have you roll act under pressure to see if you can sneak up to this window without making noise or otherwise being obvious Seven? Twelve. Okay. Uh, Jack, you sneak up to the window uh, without any problem. You don't make a single noise as you're going. And uh, finally, you get up to it and kind of like lean in. And as you put your face against it, you're, you're trying to make sure that you're just far away enough from it so that the light coming out of the window isn't going to illuminate your face to whoever might be able to see it through the window. Um, and you see something interesting. But before we get to that, we're going to go over to Nigel. Nigel, you start to sneak up to this camera. Um, and it's up on this... The, the porch is a little bit raised. It's maybe like one or two steps. It's not so far that you actually really need steps. Um, it's just far enough that the steps make it convenient. And so you start to like trot up these steps very quietly. And as you do, your foot catches on the edge of one because it's just a couple centimeters higher than the other one. Just enough that your brain didn't realize it was going to have to lift the foot a little bit higher. And uh, you end up tripping and uh, fall rather hard with a, a, a thud onto your knee um, because you are wearing plate armor. So it makes you a little heavier than usual. And you manage to keep yourself from cursing, but only slightly. The camera is not the kind that moves, um, but you're not sure if you've accidentally tripped into the range of the camera or if you made any kind of noise uh, that would have been noticed inside. But you do pick yourself up and move under the camera, and you're now positioned to be able to like take it down if you want to. Um, I figure if I disable the camera completely, if there's anyone monitoring it, 
they're going to know it's down and someone deactivated it. Is it like a like a, a physical mounted camera where I could touch the lens at all? Yeah. You can see it now that you're closer um, with the light of your flashlight kind of illuminating it from underneath. It looks like a relatively cheap-ish looking camera um, pointed in one direction to kind of observe the parking area and the porch itself and the door. And you're now standing like kind of like in the one little corner underneath it. Um, and you can see that there's like a little little camera lens. Then what I'm going to do is if I, if, if I can, I want to just reach up around the lens and just twist it a few times to completely mess with the mess with the focus. So it'll just be super blurry. Okay. And you managed to do that without any problem and uh, take a deep breath and kind of let it out as you're doing it. And it, you know, seems to twist the lens and no one seems to react inside that you can tell or anything. At least nobody comes bursting out onto the porch and finally you let the breath out and a little cloud of, uh, frosted mist comes out as you do and you move back towards your companions and as far as you know it worked fine jack you are standing in front of the window uh looking in as as cautiously as possible and what you see is the inside of this house it's not like a bedroom in fact from what you can see it's like the entire house is just one room um, but this back corner seems to be lit with some kind of lantern light. And as you're looking in, at first you don't think anybody's in there. It looks mostly empty. You see maybe what looks like a wooden table and a couple of old-timey wooden shelves. You get the sense that maybe this is some kind of display house or something similar. Um, but just as you're about to like dismiss it as maybe somebody left the, the, the light on in the display house you see a figure move into your vision. You don't see anything particularly defining about this person because they're wearing a long black robe with a black hood pulled over their head and they're facing away from you. And just as they pull into your vision, you see another figure on the opposite side and you can't see their face because they're too far from the light and the hood is pulled over and it's dark. Uh, but the two of them seem to be facing something on the ground. From where you are, you can't see it particularly clearly. One of the figures bends over and seems to lift something up, um, and you can hear the rattle and the thud of something uh, as they do, and then that figure disappears from your vision. And the next one also disappears from your vision. But from where you're standing, you can't see how they disappeared or what happened. All right. I'm just going to relay all that to... Raven. I, I, I send it to everyone else, but I'm weirded out. Well, black cloaked figures are always a good sign, right? Could I open the window? From where you're standing, now that you're close enough, you can see that this window will not open at all. It's kind of just built into the house. All right, I'm going to try to go around like go around the place to see if there are any other ways in. Okay. You walk around. Try to look out for other cameras. Yeah. I'm going to say with that sneaking, we're going to keep that sneaking role that you had earlier. You walk around um, and do like a circle and it's a very small house. We're talking like old timey cabin kind of style uh, house. Um, And you manage to get around the entire house without any problem. And 
when you get to the other side, there's another window on the other side, and you can see the very, very faint glow of the lantern. Um, from this angle, though, it's it's you just see the lantern on the table near the other window. Um, you still can't see whatever it was that they were doing on the floor because it's kind of raised above you. Even at your tall height, the uh, the best view you can get is really just of the like top halves of like tabletops and stuff. And then you go to the uh, other side, back towards the front, and you can see the camera and the cars. And there's there's two cars. They they look like one's a, a kind of Jeep-ish style car, and the other one's a very nice looking, uh, uh, you know, high end luxury vehicle. Um, they're both parked in this like dusty driveway that doesn't really have anything uh, in terms of asphalt or such. Um, their lights are off and there doesn't seem to be anybody in the car and you don't see any other kind of security cameras except the one that Nigel's already messed with and you make it back to the group and yeah, that's it. That's what you see. All right. So are we going in? At this point, I want to mention it's been long enough. Uh, L, your hearing has returned. I was about to ask. Yeah. Before we decide to go in, uh, I'm going to suggest we maybe disable those cars. I can do that. I can also help with that. Okay. We'll say Ellen, uh, Jack, the two of you each take a car. Um, go ahead and L. I can't remember if you have a specific role for cars. Do you? I don't drive. It just I think it just says I get a plus. Is it specific to only driving or anything driving related? We already used it once in the Halloween for boats, so I'm going to say we can use it for uh, driving related, including hot wiring and or disabling a car. All right, so what would that role be? So uh, what's the role for that? Is there one? I don't think it's a, it's specific. It's just a plus one. Okay, so we're going to say that this is an act under pressure. You just get a plus one. All right. It. So you both roll act under pressure. Uh, should we maybe keep one of the cars that we could take later just in case we have, uh, say, an injured Emily down there? That's I mean, Elle could idea. probably fix it just as easily. Yeah. Yeah, she just dis disables the ignition, but then can, you know, still hotwire it. That'll be good. Okay. Also, yeah, that is an 11. Okay. Mine was a 10. So the both of you uh, being well-versed in uh, vehicles and their their nature managed to uh, disable these cars. We'll say that L, you disabled the ignition uh, specifically with the intent of being able to hotwire it quickly if you need to. And you, you picked the luxury vehicle because this thing looks like a badass and like it could probably uh, go as fast as you could coax it to go. Um, whereas the other one kind of looks more like a, it, it's a Jeep-ish, but it doesn't look like it has four-wheel drive or any other kind of amenities to really make it good. Um, Jack, you just basically destroy... Yeah, uh, I fuck it up. Yeah, you, you open, you pop open the hood and you just like look in there and you're like, I'm gonna fuck this shit up. And then you like basically reach in your hand and like you manage to like pull the timing belt off. You knock off a couple of uh of the um the spark plugs. You you go in there and like un like unscrew some majorly important thing to the battery. Like you just fuck it up. Cut the brakes just to be sure. 
Yeah, you guys watch as he, like, sneaks. He's done all this shit with the hood up, and then he closes it, and then he, like, just crawls under the car, and after a second comes back kind of with, like, this oil smear on his face, like, oh, we're good. <laughs> I was just gonna look at him and, like, how dare you do that to a car? Nigel's just amazed that he didn't just drop a grenade under the hood and be like, ah, this is good, this is fine. Yeah, Ra- Raven's gonna look that. over at Jack and say... He didn't use the hammer. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. Raven's gonna telepathically say to Jack, "Thank you for not just making the engine disappear. I appreciate your restraint." No comment. He just didn't think of it. That's why. No, he he thought about it, but he's still gonna think to Raven. No comment. <laughs> okay. All right. So, when we get in there, chances are there's going to be more than just the two we saw. And, I mean, if I know anything about a bunch of people standing around in black robes, either they're going to be sacrificing a goat, or something else. So we will probably need to move fast. Should I call in back up? I mean, I'm pretty sure once we get in there, it's going to be a no-hole-bar. Yeah. And we don't even yeah. know if the fa- the families are all the people involved in this. Yeah. For all we know, they could just be at the start. I would say make the call and have them wait outside to stop anyone leaving that isn't us. Alright, I'm going to Call the BPI. That, that that brings up a question, though. Do they know about us? I don't think so. Uh. Ah. I could tell them. I just don't want to get shot on the way out, but at the same time, they make me really yeah. uncomfortable. Not, I'm not sure I'd trust them around Raven. You're a civilian assistant. You, uh, do you have any friends that you might want to call that might be able to help that aren't specifically the brat? Uh, I don't have anyone that's not with them. Yeah, but, but anyone... like someone more willing to look the other way for something yeah. or not fuck us over. Uh,. I mean, I could ask them, but they would have to probably go through the BPI to get here. Mm. Just tell them as little about us as possible. All right. Are you calling Sparrow or are you calling the BPI? I'm going to call the BPI. Okay. Uh, it's like at this point, maybe five in the morning. The sun hasn't started coming up yet, um, but it, you get the sense that maybe in a couple hours it's going to be dawn. You call the number and it rings for a little bit, and finally someone answers, and it's not Birch. Uh, you recognize it's Oak. <laughs> 
you you know for a fact that the BPI uses code names, and most of them happen to be trees or animal related. And uh, you answer, you call, and 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 they pick up the phone, and and this person says, uh, "Agent Ash, can I help you?" I would uh, like to request a support team. I assume this is Agent Wilkerson. It is, yes. We can get a support team out to you, Agent Wilkerson. Uh, from the files on Agent Birch's desk, I can tell that you are currently in Fairview. I am, yes. We're about to... In- I'm with a few civilians that know their way around this type, our type of thing. Okay. And we're going to go into a uh, suspected cult activities. We can get assistance to you, but it will probably take an hour to get a team ready and out to your location. Do you think you'll be able to handle yourself until then? It's likely. All right. Well, they'll be there in an hour. Uh, Just make sure you leave your cell phone on and we'll keep in touch. Of course. I don't know if I'll have signal. We are going underground. All right. Well, they'll be out there as soon as they can, and uh, they'll hold the position on the perimeter unless you call for them. Does that sound good, or do you think you need backup to go straight in? That would be preferable. Holding the perimeter or backup? Uh, Perimeter. Okay. Maybe send one or two in. All right, I want you to roll deal with the agency for this because you're asking the agency to put people in direct uh, danger. That's a uh, 13. Okay. Uh, So she kind of like thinks about it and she says, all right, it's not usual for us to uh, send two or more in without uh, a full team, but all right, we'll send... We'll send you about three people, and uh, one will hold the perimeter, and we'll send a couple in to help you out. But they aren't going to be there for at least an hour. Um, We'll keep you updated to the best of our ability. Just keep your cell phone on and uh, be careful. Of course. All right. Uh, Agent Ash out, and she hangs up uh, the phone. Not nearly as quickly as Agent Birch does. Of course. All right. Well, I'll relay all that information to them. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go in. All right. Um, is the door unlocked? You want to go up and see if the door is open? I'll try it. Okay. You walk up to the door and it's unlocked. Um. Uh, I don't, would it be reading a bad situation or notice something just to make sure this alarm? This oh, this is all alarm. kinds of bad situation here. This is not. <laughs> yep. oh, this, is all, this is all reading a bad situation. Okay. Um. Nah, things are fine. I got a six. This is fine. Okay. Unless someone wants to help Can me. Can I help out? We're saying you're having a conversation with the BPI as this is happening. Uh, if somebody else wants to help out, they can. I can try. Okay, go ahead and roll help out, L. L- Which one is that under? Nigel, go for the door and be like, whoa, 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 whoa hang on. <laughs> I know about breaking them places. 
What'd you get, DNC? That is a seven. Okay, so you get a plus oh, one, Nigel. Okay, so six, or I mean seven. Okay, so that's a mixed success oh. for uh, read a bad situation. So uh, you get one question. Mm. I guess the only one that would really fit would be what's my best way in? You look, As in, you know, to safely getting in? Yeah, you look at this door, and uh, after Jack went around the perimeter of this house, you know for a fact that it's the only way in or out. Uh, best? Yes? Safest? You're not sure. Well, I'm opening it. Okay. You open the door. The entire house explodes and we all die. Yep. Yes, that happens. End of campaign. Okay, next characters. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next one is just Meredith. Nobody else. <laughs> can, can I roll up a new character? I'll, I want. I want to be like a frog. I'll, okay. I'll be a. I'll be a spooky frog puppet. There we go. You open the door, and what you see is a small single room. Uh, to this kind of cabin. Um, now that you're closer and you guys can actually see it without having to like stand up on your toes to look in the window um it's barely being lit by this like old lantern like kerosene style lamp um on the back corner near a table there's a old timey bed in the corner uh some some benches and just you get the general sense that this is some kind of display house for probably what the early settlement houses would have looked like in this area. Um, But you don't see anything immediately coming to your attention as dangerous, and you don't really know where that security camera hooks up to, but it doesn't look like it hooks up to anything, at least in this single room. And there's no other rooms in this house. This is it. So you can see everything fairly clearly from here. Well, it was underground. Sorry. One at a time. Let's let's go with uh, Violet. What were you saying since you started? Uh, Violet was just going to mention that, well, the facility is underground, so there has to be an entrance somewhere. Okay. And then what were you saying, Raven? Raven's going to look around with the site to see if there's anything magical or... Uh, Basically, try to look through any illusions or anything like that that might be going on. Okay. Uh, go ahead and, and roll for that. All right. Jack knows the vague area of where it was, right? You do. And you could point them towards where you saw people. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll go over there myself and try to find something. You walk towards the back of the house near where the lamp was. Um, I want you to... I want you to roll sharp to see if you see anything. Uh, Raven, what did you roll on Investigate a Mystery? I rolled an eight. Okay. I, I, uh... Wait, right, no, a seven, eight. because Wait. that's sharp. It's still a mixed success either way, so, uh... Yeah. What, yes, sharp. What question so did you was... want to ask? Uh, what is being concealed here? Uh, you asked this of the spirits, and they kind of, one of them comes up to you and says... Below, below, below. 
and then like disappears. All right. Well, I got like a a ten if it's sharp. Yeah, it's sharp. So you, uh, All right, yeah. Jack, you walk up to the area where you thought you had seen people, and you can see in like the the lamplight as you get closer. The dust uh, on the ground seems to have been disturbed, and there's actually footprints in it. Um, and the footprints seem to disappear on one square of this floor. In fact, there doesn't seem to really be much dust on it in the first place. Uh, but you do see what looks like vaguely a handprint towards one edge of this strangely clean section. I'm gonna put my hand where that handprint is and I guess pull. You can't really pull on it. There's no like anything to pull on, but you put your hand oh. on there. Yeah. Wait, wait. I zoned out for a second if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, you put your hand on the ground. There's nothing to pull on, but you can put your hand on the ground on the on the floor. All right. Is there a little sign that says push? No. I'm just going to keep looking around for something that like I saw one of I, I saw one of them pull something up, right? You didn't see them pull anything up. You just heard noises and then they disappeared. Right. Well, I'm just going to point to it and then back away, I guess. You guys watch as Jack seems to like kind of pace around this one section of the cabin and finally puts his hand against the floor and then like stands up and looks at the other uh the other four of you and kind of just points at the ground like you guys do it. <laughs> Nigel will block up and take his glove off and does do I see the uh the thing there? You see what looks like a vaguely cleanish square uh, compared to like the dust and, and you know general sense of disuse around it uh, with the footprints, and then like I'll a just... small handprint uh, in the dirt around near this square. All right, I'll I'll try pushing down on it. You push down uh, near this handprint, and for a moment you don't think anything's going to happen. You feel like you're pushing on just wood. And then there's a faint click. And then the wood starts to lift up on its own, almost like it's on hydraulics. Um, And it actually lifts up uh, to the side. And Jack, as you see this, you realize that it would have lifted up and out of the vision uh, that you would have been able to see in terms of looking through the window. So you wouldn't have been able to see the lid of this kind of lift up. Um, yeah. and, uh, suddenly there's a big dark hole leading down to the ground with a couple of steps that you can see, but the darkness is pretty deep and complete. So you can only see a little bit in based off of the light of the kerosene lamp kind of burning behind you. I'm going to look around for anything to, that I can, like any pen or paper real quick. There is no pen or paper in this cabin. You would have to have had it on your person. Dang. I just Violet get a notepad. Yeah, we have notepads. All right, uh, can I borrow one of your notepads real quick? Sure. She'll hand him a notepad and a pen. All right, Jack's gonna just write "push down on handprint" and then put it on. Uh... Are there shelves or something around that he can put there's, it on? There's there's like various obvious? tables. Yeah, there's the kerosene lamp is sitting on a table, so you could leave it next to oh that. My God. Is 
is Jack the guy that like in every like exploring kind of game where it's like you find these written notes laying around and you're like who just writes notes and leaves clues all over the place but Jack's the guy that leaves them yeah 100% oh my god he's leaving them for the BPI once they get here I I just I'm just picturing every like Resident Evil game where it's like you find this handwritten note that's like hey mix the red and blue chemical to get the yellow one Uh, okay uh, it's also going to take out her splunking helmet that has the uh, lantern on it, the headlamp. Okay. Uh, you So, Nigel, did you tell him about this? Because you guys can't see the staircase from where you are. It actually lifted up and blocks your view. All right. I'll be, uh, there's stairs here, guys. All right. Well, I guess this is the entrance. Um... Could I maybe read a bad situation before we go down? Sure. We'll say that this is a separate place you're entering into, aside from the cabin, if you want to. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking into this corridor to notice. I just want to make sure there's no traps or anything, really. Okay. Uh, that would be eight. Okay, you get a one question. Uh, so are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, you look into this, uh this kind of walkway area um you don't see anything immediately going down aside from the fact that this these stairs are very very steep and probably dangerous if you're not careful when you're taking a step and they go pretty far down um aside from that nothing in terms of like you know alarms or anything that you can see all right well uh I guess I will start heading down into it. Okay. Violet's going to uh, follow along behind Night. L behind her. All right. Raven behind L. The five of you descend into this deep, dark stairway down into the earth. It is damp. It is dark. It is narrow. And it smells like dust and earth and something you can't quite identify. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what's ahead. But you know something is terribly, terribly amiss. Mm. 